Hello beloveds, welcome to today's teaching. I'm your host, Josephine Hild. So before we start, I'd like for us to pray. Father, we thank you for this moment you've given us once again today. We thank you for your word because it's true. We thank you for our hearts because they are ready to receive from you. And we thank you for the message that we're about to share now. We know we shall be empowered to walk in this identity. We honor you and we worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. So today I want us to talk about your authority as a son of God. Remember, I'm talking about your authority as a son of God, not your authority as a Christian, not your authority as a believer, your authority as a son of God. Because the day you believed the gospel, you became a son of God. It is written in John 1:12. Let's read together. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God. To those who believe in his name. Do you believe in Jesus? If yes, if you believe in Jesus, then you are a son of God. You're not just a Christian. You're not just a believer. You are a son of God. Knowing your identity as a son of God will help you to know your authority as the very son of God. Then he says, who were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So when you believe the gospel, you are born again as a son of God in the will of God. It is God who chose to give birth to you as his son. It is God who made you his son. It is God who chose you as his son. So there is nothing you can ever do to change the fact that God has made you his son. So knowing that you are a son of God, knowing that you are Christ, knowing that as he is you are, will help you to know your identity, will help you to know even your authority and what you can do. Now I want us to turn again to Ephesians chapter 1. I want to show you something again. You see, when you become a son of God, you see, the kingdom of God is a kingdom that is independent. It's a kingdom that exists on its own. And just like the kingdoms of the world where you need rights and powers to operate in them, there is the power, the legal power or the legal right you need to operate in the authority of the kingdom of God. So who is this power? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 13. He says, very important scripture that I'm sure you've read before. He says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also, having believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So who is the Holy Spirit? He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession to the praise of his glory. So when God sealed you with his Holy Spirit, he literally meant that he has given you himself. He has given you his power. He has given you his authority. He has given you all that pertains to him. That's why it's called inheritance. So when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the legal right to operate as a son of God. You receive the power to do whatever is meant to be done as a son of God. So having the Holy Spirit in you means you have the power, you have the authority. You, it means you are Christ. It means what Jesus did, you can do. In fact, Jesus himself said, because he's going, you shall do greater. Amen? Now, knowing who you are and what you carry will enable you to manifest it. Now you know that you are a son of God. Being son of God means you are Christ because every son of God is known by the spirit who is in him. And the Spirit is Christ. Let me show you another scripture in Romans chapter 8. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8. Very important scripture. I want us to look at from... Mm -hmm. 
16, he says, the Spirit Himself. Now we, we are speaking about the Holy Spirit who is in you. We have seen that when you believed, you received the Holy Spirit. Then let's see. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So the Holy Spirit, just like we've seen in Ephesians, is the guarantee of redemption. He's the guarantee that you are redeemed. He's the guarantee that you are a son of God. He's the guarantee that you belong to the Father. And then he says, and if children, then heirs. Courtesy of having the Holy Spirit in you, then it means you are an heir of God. So who is God and what does God have? You know, knowing who God is will help you to know who you are. Knowing what God has will help you to know what you have because whatever God is, whatever God has, you are and you have. Then he says, hairs of God and joint hairs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. Did you hear that? It doesn't even say that Jesus has a 70% share and you have 30. He says we are co-hairs, we are joint hairs. Yeah, there is no percentage. It means we are both owners of what God has. Joint heirs of Christ, meaning whatever Christ is, we are. Actually, let me tell you something. God has one son. God doesn't have many sons. God has one son. This son is called Jesus Christ. Jesus is the head and he has the body. You and I, we are part of the body. That's why it is written, we are seated at the right hand of the Father. Who is seated at the right hand of the Father? It is the Christ. It is the Jesus Christ, Jesus being the head because he's the firstborn of the sons and we being the body. So we are all seated at the right hand of our father. Seated at the right hand of our father does not mean that there is another throne at the right of God's throne. No, at the right hand denotes the, the, the power, it denotes authority, the hand of power. So as the father is seated in his throne, we are at his right hand. The, the, the hand of power, the position of power, the position of authority. We are in Christ. That's why we say we are Christ, not Christians. Didn't he say in John that as he is, we are? Yes. That's why today we have to understand our authority. First, we must begin by understanding that we are Christ. Until you understand that you are Christ, you may never be able to operate into your identity. You are not like Christ. You are as Christ. You are as he is, a hundred percent. You don't just possess some things from God. You are his heir and joint heir with Christ. Jesus doesn't have a lot and you, you have little. No, we are all sons of God, one in him. God has one son, one man. In Ephesians 2.14 we saw when the wall of separation was broken between God and man, God formed for himself one man who is in Jesus Christ. That's why Jesus is the head. We are the body. That's why Jesus is the firstborn from the dead. We follow him. We are one man. We are Christ. God has a son called Christ and we are in him. So knowing who Christ is and that we are him will be able, will help us to be able to walk in this identity. Now understanding that what Jesus did when he was on earth, we are able to do, will also help us to do even greater. It was Jesus himself who said, you know, you've seen the things I've done, you shall do greater. But how can we do greater things until first we understand who we are? So your identity has to sink in you. Son of God, you are born of God. You have overcome this world. You are not just born from the will of your mother and your father. This time you are born from the will of God. Son of God, you are seated in the heavenly places. Let me show you. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2. Let me show you where you are actually seated, like literally. Ephesians chapter 2. I want you to look from verse 6. 
let me just begin from five so you can understand. He says, even when we were dead in trespasses, he made us alive together with Christ. For by grace you have been saved. This is what it means. When people hear the gospel, they are resurrecting from death. So this is what it means. When you hear the gospel and believe, you are raised from death. And what happens when God raises you from death? He doesn't leave you there. He seats you with Christ. And he says, and raised us up together and made us to sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I want this to sink in. We are seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Not that we are seated here and then Jesus there. We are seated in Christ Jesus. Meaning whatever Christ Jesus is, we are. Meaning whatever Christ Jesus can do, we can do. Meaning wherever Christ Jesus is, we are. Meaning as a son of God, when you move, God has moved. When you talk, God has, has spoken. Whatever you do, you do it in the power of God. Paul said to the Philippians that it is God who is at work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Knowing your identity as a son of God will influence you even to walk into greater manifestations. Just imagine this thinking into your mind that you know what? The Godhead, the perfect God, the great God, the powerful God, he dwells in me. My body is just his temple. So it is him moving through me. It is him talking through me. It is him healing through me. It is him preaching the gospel through me. It is very important. See again. So we've seen that he raised us up together and made us to sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Let me take you back to Ephesians chapter 1. See what it means to be in the heavenly places. Let's go to 21. Ephesians 1, 21, he says, far above. Do you understand what it means to be far above? Not just far, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. Not only in this age, but also in the age to come. This scripture is very important because it helps us to understand our position. We are far above anything. In fact, it is so mentioned until it goes to a point that is written and anything. You know, it's like a blank check, write whatever the amount you want. Son of God, we are reigning with Christ. We are seated in Christ at the right hand of God. At the right hand denoting power and authority. We are seated far above powers. Imagine any kind of power in this world. Imagine any kind of power in the spiritual realm. We are seated far above principality. Imagine any kind of organization that you may think, any government, any authority. You are seated far above it. You are seated far above dominion. You are seated far above every name. Now here every name you can mention anything. You can mention sickness. Imagine right now in this world people are living in fear and doubt because of corona. But you son of God, you are seated far above corona. You are seated far above HIV. You are seated far above anything that is making life difficult for people. You are seated far above the separation. You are seated far above financial problems. You are seated far above divorces. You are seated far above anything that you might be going through in your life right now. You know, when Jesus was living, he said, in this world you'll face tribulations. He, he didn't sugarcoat it. He said very clearly, as long as you're living in this world, there are tribulations that you shall go through. But then he also said, be of good cheer because I have overcome. So what did, he, what did this mean? If Jesus has overcome, then we have also overcome. Why? Because whatever he is, we are. Wherever he is, we are. If Jesus is seated in the heavenly places far above all these things, so have we. 
Son of God, wherever you are, whatever it is you are going through, maybe it is a marriage problem, maybe it is a financial problem, maybe it is a sickness in your body, you know, maybe it is persecution, maybe it is all kind of suffering, you know better. But I want you to know that the authority that makes you the son of God puts you far above. You are reigning in this life. These things don't happen to kill you. These things only happen for you to run, break through them and manifest your sonship, manifest your identity. When Jesus was on earth, he didn't live a smooth life. He was rejected. He was persecuted. He went as far as being killed. And what happened? He resurrected because he knew his identity. He knew he's born of the spirit. He knew he's born of the immortality. He knew he is eternal life. Jesus knew his identity. Jesus would go to raise the dead because he knew he has the power to raise the dead. When Jesus went to raise Lazarus, he didn't go to do a 50-50. He didn't go to try, you know, and maybe fail. Jesus knew, I am able to call this man from the tomb. So are you son of God. Wherever you are, whatever you do, whatever situation you find yourself in, you must know that you have power over it. You have authority over it. Even the works of the flesh, they should not put you down. Isn't it written in Romans that sin shall have no dominion over you? Why? Because you are not under the law, but under grace. Grace is the power of God. Grace is the spirit in you. You have power over the works of the flesh. You have power over fear. You have power over depression. You have power over anger. You have power all over all manner of, you know, the things that we deal with, you know, naturally in the works of the flesh. You have power. They cannot have dominion over you. A son of God cannot be a drug addict. You have power over that drug. A son of God cannot have uh, uh, an addiction with alcohol. Son of God, you have power over that alcohol because of the grace that is in you. Because the spirit that rose Christ from death is at work in you. Son of God, you have the power to raise the dead spiritually. You know, when you preach the gospel, when you preach Christ, you are raising the dead. It is your responsibility. It is your legal right. You must walk in that realm. Son of God, wherever life has put you now, you have power. You have authority. You know, in Matthew 28, 18, let me read it for you. Let's read it together and see. Very important thing Jesus said here. Matthew 28, 18. I love this scripture. When Jesus, you know, after his resurrection and he was giving the great commission to his disciples, he says in, John, in Matthew 28:18, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. This is Jesus speaking. And who is Jesus? Jesus is the son of God. And who are you? You are a son of God. And how are you related to Jesus? You are co-heirs. You are joint heirs. So whatever Jesus has, you have. Jesus says, all authority has been given to me. Where? Not just on earth, but in heaven too. So son of God, you have authority over the heavens. You have authority over the earth. We know, we know what is in the heavens. There are principalities, there are powers, there are dominions. There are all manner of spirits. Son of God, you have power over them. Nobody should be claiming and crying, oh, the evil spirits deceived me, oh, Satan deceived me. You have power over Satan. You have power over anything. Jesus, it is written that Jesus is the head of principalities. These principalities, these powers, these spirits, they bow down to Jesus. The same way they bow down to you. Because you walk in the authority of Jesus. You walk in the name of Jesus. You walk in the power that is in the name of Jesus. I am telling you, son of God, if your eyes could be open for you to see what is happening in the spiritual realm, you are far above. 
all manner of diseases are bowing towards, bowing down to you. But you must walk in this knowledge. You know, one thing you have to know is that Satan is defeated and disarmed. Satan is powerless. Satan doesn't even have, doesn't even have authority why you call hell. You know, Jesus has the keys of death and headaches. Satan can't even kill. Satan can do nothing. But he can only deceive you. That's why it is written, my people perish for lack of knowledge. Nowhere is it written, my people perish because of accidents. Nowhere is it written, my people are perishing because of corona. Is it? It is because of lack of knowledge. Meaning, when you put on this knowledge, you walk in your power. You walk in your authority. Let me read something for you again. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. I want to show you something. Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians chapter 6. Son of God, you must know who you are. And you are Christ. You must know the realm in which you operate in, which is the spiritual realm. Your power is in the spirit. Let me tell you, son of God, it is the spiritual that dominates the natural. Until you take your position in the spiritual realm, even the natural things will defeat you. But when you stand in your spiritual realm, the natural things will bow to you. Because we also know it is written to us here. Just see, just listen to this. From verse 12, it is written, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood. Your focus should not be on earthly things. Your focus should, be, should not be on the things you see and taste and smell. Son of God, the battle that was ever there, it was not between flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, haven't we just read that we are seated far above these principalities and powers? Against rulers of darkness of this age, Against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. So those were the people we were warring with. Actually, not even us, Jesus. That's why the battle was finished. Those were the people Jesus was warring with. Then he says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to do what? To fight? No, to withstand in the evil day. And having done all to stand. So many people, you hear people say, so many times you hear people say, oh, I'm in a spiritual warfare. Spiritual warfare. What is spiritual warfare? But Jesus finished all the battle. Jesus finished all the war. Didn't he say it is finished? Even Paul is telling you, put on the full armor to do what? To stand. Sons of God, we are not looking for victory. We are in victory. We are not going for a battle. We won the battle. We are here to stand on our victory. We are here to stand on the finished works. He says, therefore, let me just show you something else. This is just the full armor of God. But my, my, my focus is in that part where he says, you shall be able to stand. He didn't say put on the full armor of God so that you can fight. Son of God, you are not in any battle. You are not in any war. The only war that could ever be there is in your mind. That's why you have to renew your mind. That's how you have to put on your victorious identity. That's why you have to put on your Christ identity. Jesus finished the war. The war of sin. The war of the law. The war of death. Jesus finished it. On the day that he is resurrected, that was the end of the war. That's why it is written, death only reigned from Adam to Moses. Son of God, you are living in an era of reigning. Look at Romans chapter 5. Let me show you something. Thank you, Holy Spirit. This is wonderful. You must know your identity and you must walk in it. Romans 5. I want to show you something very important. It is written, For if by one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through one Jesus Christ. 
many times when we talk about trading, what comes into our mind is being famous, you know, being well known in the world, having all the money, all the cars, riding all the expensive cars, living in mansions. But that is how the world thinks about training. If right now the world could count to you the richest people, they will count them according to the things they own materially. But listen, son of God, your reigning is in the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace through one man, Jesus Christ. Son of God, your reigning is in the gospel. Your reigning is in the manifestation of Christ. Stop looking at the things that the people of the world are looking. Your reigning is not in those things. Your reigning is in the gift of righteousness and in the abundance of grace. Until we get this, we shall be fighting for leftovers with the people of the world. Son of God, there is so much that is in store for you as far as grace and, you know, and righteousness is concerned. Your reigning is in the kingdom of God. Your reigning is in faith. Your reigning is in love. Your reigning is in all that pertains to life and godliness. Your reigning is in manifesting Christ. Let me tell you, son of God, your impact on this earth is fully dependent on how much Christ you reveal. Your impact is not counted on the number of cars you have. Your impact is not counted on the number of wives or husbands you have. I'm sorry, son of God. Your impact is not counted on the number of mansions and cars and suits you have. All that will perish. All that is temporal. Your impact is in the amount of Christ you reveal to people on this earth. All that matters to God is righteousness and grace. All that matters to God is that men will know Christ. All that matters to God is that men will become sons of God by hearing the gospel. So if you want to be impactful in the kingdom of God, God, reveal Christ, get knowledge, put on the full mind and reveal the perfect mind of Christ. Son of God, that is our authority. So many times we get mixed up, you know, we get mixed up. It's like a soldier when he goes to war and then he gets entangled with the people, you know, of the, the place where he went to war. Do you think he'll ever be victorious? He loses, he loses his ground. Son of God, you came on this earth to manifest Christ. That is your purpose project. That is your purpose principle. That is your nature. That is your identity. That's why it is written, he's at work in you to will and to do. But when you are lacking knowledge of your identity, then there is no much that can be done through you. The Holy Spirit is in you. The legal right of God is in you. The inheritance of God is in you. The power of God is in you. The Godhead is in you. The power that rose Christ from death is in you. You are here to raise the dead. Both those who are in the mobs and those who are dead in, 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 the, in, you know, in the death of sin, those who died in Jesus, you are here to raise them. You are here to heal the sick. You are here to cleanse the lepers. You are here to turn things around. You are here to do what no money can do. You are here to do what no cars can do. You are here to do what no the things of the world can do. That's why you have the power of God. If God wanted you to be here on earth so that you can have as much money as possible, then he wouldn't give you the spirit. He would give you money. If God wanted you to be here on earth so that you can, you can show off, you know, the, the material things you have, then God's purpose would be to give you material things. But he knew all these things men have. Even before Jesus came, men were making money. Men were buying cars. Men were getting all these natural things. But God came to give what men have not, which is the spirit, which is sonship, which is eternal life. Son of God, your identity is walking in eternal life. Your identity, your power, your authority, your nature is walking in the spirit. You cannot be in this world and you are a heavenly being and you still want to live as a, as a, as a world person. No. Jesus said you shall do greater. 
doing greater is fully dependent on how much you know of who you are. To know Jesus is to know you. To know God is to know you. To know the riches of inheritance of Christ is to know yourself. Because as it is you are, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Not the money in you, not the dollar in you, not the, the suits you are wearing. It is the Christ in you. The more you know Christ, the more you manifest Christ. Let me show you something. Something else as we close. Let's go to 2 Peter chapter 1. I want to show you something very important. Everything that pertains to God, everything that a son of God needs, is all fully dependent on the Christ in you. Let me tell you, son of God, when God gave you his spirit, he gave you everything. He gave you himself. He gave you his kingdom. He gave you his mind. It's written that, it is written that the Christ in you is the wisdom of God. He gave you his righteousness. He gave you all that pertains to him. He gave you eternal life. He gave you resurrection. God has nothing left to give you because he gave you everything by spirit in you. Now I want to show you something. 2 Peter chapter 1 from verse 3. He says, as his divine power, as his what? As his divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by glory and virtue. As is what? Does it say as, is, as, as your hard working or as your smartness or as your strength or as your fitness? No. As his divine power, which is his divine power, it is his Holy Spirit who lives in you. Courtesy of you having the Holy Spirit, God has given you all that pertains to life and godliness. This is why Jesus said to people under the law, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. All other things will be added unto you. But look at us, we live beyond that era. Those who are the people under the law, we live in an era of the spirit. We already have the kingdom of God within us. We have his righteousness. The Christ in us is the kingdom of God and the righteousness of God. So what is supposed to happen? All other things, they just find you. They chase after you. As you renew your mind, as you walk in your identity of Christ, the things that pertains to life and godliness, the things that you need to live your identity, they just come find you. I always, I always take you back to the life of Jesus. Just If you've ever studied the life of Jesus, I want you to look at the life of Jesus. How, how did he live? You know, Jesus lived without fear. He lived without worry. Jesus lived, he just lived with his identity. Actually, Jesus is the only man who lived with his identity. He lived with his, you know, he knew if I catch this fish and open his mouth, I can get whatever I want from its mouth. He knew if I go to those dead people, I can call them to life. He knew who he was and he walked in this identity. And if you look at the life of Jesus, even to the day of his crucifixion, Jesus didn't look for the woods. Jesus didn't look for the nails. Yes, it was his purpose and, and the only reason why he came. But Jesus never looked for these things. When it was time for Jesus to die, the nails came. The woods came. The crucified, the people who were nailing him, they were there. All the, 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 all the purpose of Jesus, all that he did in his earthly ministry, whatever he needed was provided at every stage, at every time. When Jesus was being buried, what happened? The, the, even the clothes needed, you know, to bury the dead, they were there. They came. Even before his death, there is a woman who came and anointed him for the death. On resurrection, even what he needed to appear, 
in that glorious body was already provided. Whenever you are in the purpose of God, whenever you are in the will of God, whenever you are walking in the spirit son of God, it is not your responsibility to look for these things. They are already provided. It is written that we were created in Christ Jesus. Let me show you that scripture. Let us read it. It is in Ephesians chapter 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. He says what? For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Son of God, every good work, every little or big thing that God has prepared for you to walk in, he has already provided. He has already provided whatever is needed for you to work in that good work. If God has prepared you to raise the dead, he has already given you the power to raise the dead. If God has prepared a path for you to preach Christ, he has already given you the knowledge for you have the mind of Christ. If God has prepared for you to be in ministration of men, to feed men, to clothe men, to do whatever is needed, he has already prepared. It is not your business to look for them. Your business is to fill yourself with the knowledge of your identity. Everything that you need, it is his business to provide. And he said, it is already provided. There is a time I posted on Facebook and I asked us, we always read this scripture, oh, everything we need has already been provided. But why can't you see it? Why can't we see it sometime? Then the Holy Spirit opened my eyes to see it is our mind that is the problem. This mind is the only thing that blocks us from receiving our inheritance. It is the only thing that blocks us from walking in our perfect identity and in our inheritance. You must renew your mind. You must know that, you know what, I'm a son of God. I am the responsibility of God. I am here to manifest Christ. You must know that everything I need has already been provided. You must know your times and seasons. What, what, what are you meant to do now? Where are you supposed to be? You must walk by faith. You must let yourself freely for the Holy Spirit to move in you and through you. The people of the early church used to say, you know, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. Can it be said the same of you? So many times we want to work hard with our own effort. We want to worry so much. You know, you want to worry because your father is too careless. You're helping him in worrying. You want to be depressed. You want to be stressed. You, you want to live in fear, you know, because your father, you know, your father is too lazy. Your father is too ignorant. You, are, you want to help him. It is lack of knowledge. You must renew your mind. You must know who is your father, what he can do, what he has done. You must know who you are. You must know your inheritance. You must know the power and authority given to you. You must know your position. You are in Christ. You must know that everything in this realm, this earth, responds to you. You have power and authority over everything in heaven and on earth. Wherever you are, whatever you are doing, you must walk in this knowledge. You must know that I'm a son of God. You must know that, you know, I'm in Christ who is the head of principalities. You must know that all powers and authorities, they bow down to me. You must know that you run the earth. You must walk in your spirit nature. You must know that your body bows down to the spirit in you. Sickness cannot have dominion over you. It is impossible. Your life is in the spirit. It is the spirit who gives you life. The flesh profits nothing. You must know that you can afford not afford to have fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power, of love and a sound mind. You must walk in, in this dominion. You must walk in freedom. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Son of God, you must walk in freedom. 
You must walk in power. You must walk in, in the realm that no man can do. Whatever Jesus did, you must do greater. What do you need to do this? You need the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace. You don't need money. You don't need big cars. You need the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace, which is already in you. These big cars and money, they only follow you, son of God. When you walk in your power, when you walk in your authority, when you walk in who you are, these other things will follow you. Focus on things of above. Let me read for you the last scripture. I promise this will be the last. Colossians chapter. Colossians. Let's look at Colossians chapter 3. Very important scripture. From verse 1, let me read it for you. If then you were raised with Christ, were you raised with Christ? We just read it in Ephesians chapter 2. Yes, you were. When you received the gospel, when you believed the gospel, this is what it means to rise from death to life. Seek those things which are above. Where is above? Where Christ is. Sitting at the right hand of God. Are you the person this scripture is addressing? Are you raised with Christ? Yes, you are. So where should your mind be? On the things above. It is, it is, it is quite an error when we sons of God, we start worrying. What will I eat? What will I wear? What will happen to my job? What will happen to my body? That is not what you should be thinking. That is wrong knowledge. That is wrong thinking. You should be thinking of things of above. You must be seeing yourself in Christ. I am righteous. I am redeemed. I am healed. I am a son of God. I am seated at the right hand of my father. I am seated far above powers and principalities. Hey, you must walk in this knowledge as he is I am. I am forgiven. I am loved. I am reconciled. I have eternal life. Even death has no power over me. Even if I should sleep in this body, hey, I am alive in Christ. This is the knowledge you should be thinking in. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. When we think like this, where will anger come from? Where will fear come from? It will have no dominion over you. That's why he says in Romans 8, a carnal mind is enmity with God. What is a carnal mind? It is a mind that thinks on the things of the earth. Oh my God, there is corona. What is going to happen to my job? What's going to happen to my business? Son of God, corona or no corona, whatever or not whatever, you must reign. Because your, your system of reigning is not dependent on this earth but on the gift of righteousness and the abundance of grace in you. Son of God, you must eat well. You must dress well. You must continue in your life. Why? Because the kingdom you're operating is not affected by the economies of this world. Put on that mind. Stop thinking, oh, because the corona is here, my business will go down. Oh, because corona is here, I would no way. You cannot think as people of the earth. Were you raised with Christ? Then think of things above. Where Christ is, seated at the right hand. We saw this position is far above. Son of God, the power in you, the power at work in you is the very one that raised Christ from death. There is nothing, there is no one, there is no system, there is no virus, there is no fungus that can ever work against you. You must walk in this knowledge. You must walk in this knowledge. I am telling you, you must walk in this knowledge. You must reign in this life. Even if you are put in a desert, you must reign. Even if you are put where there is looks like what, you must reign. Because your reigning is not dependent on natural things. It is dependent on the spirit in you. If Jesus was put to death and he resurrected on the third day, how much more you carries the same power that rose him from death? 
you must walk in this knowledge. You must renew your mind. You must walk as a son of God. You must think as a son of God. You must operate from your position of power. You must walk your inheritance. You must walk your identity, son of God. It is written that this world, this earth, it awaits for the manifestation of the sons of God. I'm telling you, this earth is crying every day of corruption. It is in birth pangs. You are the son of God. It is waiting. You cannot afford to think as the people of the world do. You must walk in your identity. You must walk in your identity. Every time you walk in your identity, every time you walk in your power, you are, you are restoring the earth. You are healing the earth. You are healing all that was corrupted. Walk in your identity. Son of God, you are the one that it, the, the creation has been awaiting for. Walk in your identity. Take authority over that sickness. Take authority over that fear. Take authority over whatever is not of your father. Take authority. I believe that will be it for today. I believe you, I believe you are edified. I believe you are blessed. And I believe you are very well equipped to walk into identity. You are a son of God. You are seated far above. You have power and authority over all systems, over all powers, dominions, and principality. Son of God, you are the right hand of the Father. As I'm praying with you right now, I want you to put on the mind that you are a son of God, that you have power over the earth. The natural things respond to the spiritual thing, power. You know, it is the spirit who gives life. It is the spirit who runs the earth. When God was creating this earth, he did it by the power of the spirit. It meant that the power is in the spirit. In John, when he testified of the word, he says, In him all things consist. You are in Christ, meaning you have power over all things. You have power over all things. Satan cannot defeat you. Satan cannot, cannot even lie to you to do things that are not supposed to be done. You have power over him. You have power, son of God. Walk in your power. Walk in your identity. Walk in your righteousness. Even the flesh cannot dominate you. The pains in your body, they have no power over you. You are a son of God. You are a spiritual being. You are born again of the spirit. You are born of the incorruptible word of God. This corruptible has no power over you. Put on incorruptible. Corruptible, put on immortality. You have eternal life. Not even death has power over you. Wherever you are, I'm speaking life to you. I'm speaking healing to you. I'm speaking restoration to you. Whatever has happened to your body, whatever has happened to your mind, put on the mind of Christ. I'm telling you, Son of God, your healing is in your mind. Corona has no power over you. No virus, no fungi, nothing has power over you. You are born of God. You have overcome this world. The one who created this earth says you have overcome it by faith he didn't say you've overcome it by monies or by cars by faith if you are born of god you have the faith of christ the perfect faith that raised lazarus from death is at work in you the perfect faith that walked on water is at work in you the perfect faith that resurrected on the third day is at work in you son of god walk in this faith Walk in this identity. Walk in this power. You are a son of God. You must manifest your identity. You must walk in your identity. Get out of that comfort zone. Walk in your faith. Whatever you believe is possible. Isn't it written so? With faith, all things are possible. It is said, without faith, you cannot please God. So you have already pleased God by the faith of Christ. You must walk in it, son of God. Walk in it and be overcome. You are blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen.
Remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Follow me on Facebook, Josephine Hill Ministries page. You can like the page. I'm also Josephine Hill. Also, remember to write to us. If there is any teaching or any knowledge you may need in regards to identity in Christ, write to me. I'm always here to share with you some more. Even the teachings that we've been doing today, they are, they are from your feedback, what you'd like to, to learn. So feel free to write to us and have a good night in Jesus' name.